Hi, you're again with Volleyball Explained podcast and our edition about the Italian League. As you can see, we are today only two of us. Ronnie is busy with his exams, but we are here with Nicola and we are going to talk about Italian volleyball. Uh, and for the last time, we, uh, we reached the fourth round and uh, in this edition, we are going to talk about the fifth, the sixth and the seventh round. Uh, in the Italian Superliga, plus a little bit uh, because, as you can see already, um, our main topic will be the team of Trentino Volley, and they played in the Champions League also, so uh, maybe at the end we are going to comment also on that. Uh, let's start with uh, our uh, fifth, not our, but the Italian fifth round of the, of the league, uh, and, uh, and there we had a postponed match between the teams of Trentino and Modena, which will be played on the 5th of November. Uh, yeah. and, the other, and the other matches, Perugia won against Cisterna 3-0, Milano-Ravenna 3-2, Padova-Monza 2-3. Monza is a little bit inconsistent, but as we're going to see later, they are pretty, they have a pretty decent team. Piacenza Lube 1-3 and Vivo against Verona 3-2. Uh, firstly, Nicola, do, which match do you like to highlight from this round? And th then I'm going to do the same. Well, I just want to comment a little bit about Milano and Ravenna. The, I watched the game because Trento was not playing. It was the match that has been postponed with Trento between Modena. So I had the chance to watch other matches. It was a pretty entertaining match with a lot of comebacks. And Milano could have won it 3-1 uh, or 3-0, but uh, in to the entire game, they wasted 11 set balls, especially in the second, the third set, and they should have closed the, the game uh, earlier. But um, that's been a pretty interesting uh, um, challenge between Patri, the opposite of, uh, of Milano, and Recine, the young outside speaker of, uh, of Ravenna, and they had a lot of, um, how can I say, um, pretty good moments when it's come down to score points after long rallies to charge themselves one against each other. And, uh, and we, we've seen a, a pretty good match for, for the standard of the, of the Italian league. Maybe, maybe we should uh, note that uh, Recine is only, I believe, 185 tall, which is yeah. a little bit... Uh, uh, very interesting, uh, very artistic fact because he's uh, very short in terms of uh, in terms of being an outside hitter. What I would like to highlight is firstly the win of uh, Lube, and uh, not because they win, uh, they have won, uh, but because of the statistics in this match. Uh, in this match, five of their players, of course, the starting players, only the uh, only the setter, the Checo, uh, hasn't scored. 10 points or more. We have Osmanico and Torena with 13 points, Leao with 15 points, Rechlitschki with 17 points, Simon with 15 points, and Anzani with 12. This is very amazing, I believe. Uh, this is a very rare, rare occasion in volleyball. We had that the, the team has five players with uh, 10 points or more. Uh, and uh, the, the win itself is not, uh, it's not uh, that uh, surprising, actually uh, not surprising at all. Piacenza are inconsistent for the moment. They have three wins and uh, four losses. 
so far. But uh, the, the fact that Lube and Perugia are the teams which are the most consistent and actually they're the consistent teams because they have uh, both seven uh, wins so far. The other match I would like to highlight, highlight from this round is between the teams of uh, Vibo and Verona. Vibo is for me the biggest surprise, uh, positive surprise so far with, uh, with their, I believe, 10, 10 points. Uh, I will check. So far, yeah. yes, ten points, ten points out of uh, out of seven uh, seven games, and Verona is also inconsistent. But uh, their their problem is that uh, most of the matches they played without uh, Thomas Jeske and also without uh, Eduardo Kaneski, uh, one of the middle blockers of the team. And uh, the match was a roller coaster, but. Uh, uh, at the end, uh, Vibo won this match, and I believe that Vibo uh, has a very decent team. One of the teams in the middle, uh, which are going to cause uh, a lot of problems for the other teams, and they also signed the, this week, uh, just several days ago, uh, another outside hitter, French outside hitter. They have uh, Thibaut Rossar. Now they are going to have also Julien Linel. So it's going to be even better team, I believe. Uh, in the next rounds. Uh, and Linel already yeah. knows the Italian league because he played in Ravenna a couple of years ago. So he comes and knows what to expect from him. And they have, a, they have as a setter David Saita, who is a former Italian uh, international. So I believe that, uh, I believe that they are a team which uh, was out of our predictions for a top six uh, ranking in the end. But uh, it's it's not impossible, but it's very possible that they're going to get into the playoffs, I believe, uh, at the end of the season. But it's very interesting, and we're going to comment on that uh, at the end. It's very con uh, congested table in, in the middle, and almost everyone can win against everyone. Uh, then it's the, the sixth round of the league, and they had, we had another win of... Um, Another win of Lube against the team of uh, Padova 3-0. More than against Piacenza 3-0. Again, with uh, uh, this is a, a rare occasion to say in, in our podcast, but with a great match of Luca Vettori. Uh, then, uh, then we had Trentino and Perugia 1-3. Milano against Verona 3-1. I'm going to, to comment on that a bit more uh, uh, after several minutes. Ravenna Vibo 2-3 again. Uh, a tiebreak win for Ravenna, uh, for Vibo, and um, the match, the only and the first win uh, for now of Cisterna of, uh, out of seven rounds against Monza 3 1. And uh, now I'm going to give it a floor for the match of Trentino because even, even though I know that you're not that passionate about talking about this match. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I have a contrast feeling at the end of this match because. Uh, of course, Trentino lost to Perugia in 1-3, and uh, it was a home loss in the past years. Palo Trento, or how's it called right now, BLM Group Arena, was a kind of fortress. But right now, <laughs> it's sad to say, but almost every team that's crossing the, the door of the hall could go, go back home with some points. Trento hasn't won a home game yet in, uh, in the championship. And the, the match you had, was... The... You had actually, sorry to interrupt you, you had... You had one match postponed, and the other matches were against Verona and Perugia, I believe. That's, yeah. yeah, and they both losses uh, 
and they just won one set the first against Perugia. Uh, at the beginning of the game, it seemed that Trento could have gone pretty well throughout the, the entire game. Uh, they started serving very strong, and so they put a lot of pressure on Perugia uh, reception. And uh, basically, almost everyone in the team was playing at a consistent level from the start uh, to the end of the set. Uh, they, as usual, Abdelaziz uh, uh, spiked everything that comes around his, ear, his area. Um, but after that, there was a kind of a blackout. And it also was a wise move by Einen that uh, from the end of the first set till the end of the game, he subbed off uh, Ricci, the middle blocker, he subbed in Russo, which uh, ended up with uh, five blocks. And he was one of the key players for the comeback of Perugia that win uh, uh, pretty easily the second and, uh, and, um, and the third set. And the first set, uh, the fourth one was um, uh, a little bit disappointing for Trent because they were up. Uh, 11, uh, uh, 18 to 11, so they were looking pretty, pretty cool. No, 18 to 13, sorry, seven or five points. They, they had a huge margin for for that team, and then they started making silly mistakes. They getting nervous uh, because of um, of a call of the referee that didn't call a double touch of Sole while having called basically the same action to to Janelli with a fault a couple of of rally earlier. But they they went out of the game suddenly, and uh, Perugia solved it by serving very well with the usual Leon and closed the match with two aces, one and a half aces from uh, Plotniski. At the end of the game, the player of Trento looked like they knew they wasted the the chance to to get this match to the tiebreak, but Perugia. Won it deservedly, deservedly won, uh, definitely. And, and they put a lot of pressure on Trento's back for the ensuing two games. And it didn't work out pretty well, as, as we know, and we'll see for the next round against Monza. Maybe we should uh, also note that Alexander Atanasevich is not playing for. Um... Perugia for the moment because he is still injured or actually the more uh, precise uh, way of saying is that he is not uh, still recovered from an injury and uh, that is very frightening for the opponents of Perugia because they are that good without without an Atanasevich and when Atanasevich start playing starts playing this is going to be a, even a bigger problem for the for the other teams yeah, yeah, the, even if, sorry, even yeah. if maybe for the first time this season, Terorst looked very sharp against Trento. He had a terrible first set, but from the second ahead, it was one of the best weapons for uh, for Travitha and caused a lot of problems for um, for Trento. So in that particular game, the absence of Tanzianic uh, was lighted only in the first set, but then ahead, uh, Terorst uh, did his job pretty well. And we should also say that uh, he is not a he is not an opposite in principle. He's yeah. an outside hitter. So this is this is another another thing we we need to mention. Uh, the match I would like to highlight from this round is between the teams of uh, Milano and Verona, because this is the match I watched uh, in this uh, Facebook Live uh, 
free uh, broadcasting by the Italian league uh, in the sixth round. Uh, in this match, Verona played without uh, Stefan Bouillet, who, is, uh, who was under quarantine because he was uh, in contact with uh, COVID-19 positive uh, people. And uh, for that matter, Verona played with their reserve opposite Alexander Kimerov, who was awful in this match, I believe, really awful. And the statistics that he is 38% uh, in attack is a little bit misleading because, uh, uh, in principle, he, especially in the end of the sets, uh, uh, even even in one of the sets, I believe in the third set or in the fourth, I don't I don't remember exactly. But but Stoichev substituted Kimerov with the young uh, Giulio Magalini, and uh, and uh, in the back row Magalini was playing as an outside hitter, and uh, Matej Kaziski was playing as an opposite. But um, let's uh, let's give uh, to Milano also what they deserve because they played very good and. Uh, uh, and in this match, uh, I'm not going to highlight the, the game of uh, Jean Patry, but I'm going to, to do it the same with, with, the, with the game of Yuki Ishikawa, uh, who was absolutely amazing in this match. So I believe that uh, this is another thing uh, which is very important to, uh, to underline, to emphasize, because Milano is the most consistent team uh, after uh, Perugia and Klube. They have uh, five out of... Uh, Five wins out of seven matches, so so this is pretty amazing. Taking into account that one of the other two matches was ag uh, was against uh, Lube, and uh, and the only surprising result for them uh, was a loss against Vibo in the Vibo. first second round, something like this. Uh, yeah, I believe second. Uh, and uh, maybe also to to say that uh, Cisterna won uh, their first match against Monza. Monza is. Uh, uh, with ups and downs, as we're going to see also in the uh, in the next rounds. Uh, yeah, and this at is... the end of, of that match, sorry. Yeah. No, at the end of that match, uh, Monza's uh, coach Soli uh, has been sacked by. Yeah, by third third the third victim, third casualty yeah. for the for the season. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, and so we're going to to talk a bit later if there will be a fourth round soon. But yeah. For now, this is this is not that likely. Uh, let's say it's also for for Cisterna that uh, the, they have a very significant problem with uh, with uh, the, the opposite because in this match, uh, Arthur Schwartz, who was playing as a middle blocker in the last uh, in the last season, played as a uh, played as a opposite with a lot of points scored, a lot of points really. Uh, but uh, they have problem with this with, with uh, Sabi, who is not playing with the the, the second opposite of Well, I believe uh, is his name. Yep. So, so yes, yeah, they they have this uh, this problem, which is uh, which is still ongoing, and maybe that's one of the reasons why they have a, a very uh, little amount of points uh, so far. Uh, next one is the seventh round. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please. No, the, the one of the or the most funny end of the game of this round was the the tie break between Ravenna and Vivo Valencia. The game ended two three for Ravenna. Uh, Ravenna was leading fourteen to ten in the tie break, and then Vivo made an incredible comeback and getting the set uh, fifteen seventeen, and uh, and win the game. Um, so it was a 
a pretty surprising end considering that Ravenna had been comfortably leading for the entire fifth set. But as you know, in volleyball, you have to put down the last ball <laughs> to win the game, and they didn't, and Vivo Valencia did. Uh, I believe that we had several very similar matches like this in the last two, three years, yeah. I believe, on a very high level. I mean, in the, in the top three leagues, I mean, uh, Italian, Russian and Poland, plus Champions League, plus World Cup Championship. We had Luba against Zenit in the uh, World Clubs Champion, uh, Clubs World Championship, I believe, 2018, I believe. Yeah, the was. one Trento won. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one Trento won. This was in the, in the group stage, I believe, in this match between Luba and Zenit. And also, I believe the, the last year between Conegliano and uh, one of the Turkish teams, uh, the match... Uh, uh, it, Bakif I, Bank, maybe. I believe... Either Vakif Bank or Egzhashubashen, I'm not sure. Maybe yeah, one it, it was two. one of the two, and uh, they were winning. I believe, I believe it was Vakif Bank of uh, the team of Giovanni Guidetti, and they were leading, I believe, 14 to 9 against Conegliano, and Conegliano uh, came back. So one of the one of the most. Uh, I'm not sure what is the record for uh, having the biggest margin and then the turning it around. I, I remember a match between uh, Italy and Japan where Japan was leading 24-18, I believe, and yeah. Italy came back. But I'm not sure if there is any uh, bigger difference, um, especially for, uh, when, 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 when the one, one of the teams uh, reached uh, 24 or respectively uh, 14. That, that, that's an interesting uh, fact to, uh, fact to check. check. Yeah, the, the, I believe that this is one of the problems with popularity of volleyball because you are not able to check simply, simply these facts. In, in football, in, uh, uh, I don't know, basketball, uh, American football, I believe, uh, hockey, all the American sports, you can check that very easily. But in volleyball, you, ha you have not the statistics. And this is something which, uh, which especially with social media, which, uh, which works on this uh, instant gratification model, you need these facts because they are very attractive for the for the for the audience for the public, and we don't have it in volleyball, and we are not we are not able to produce these uh, uh, these uh, facts by ourselves without the help of uh, FIVP, SEF, uh, etc., etc. Okay, let's go to the seventh round with uh, Lube against Milano, 3-0, another solid performance for Lube, Perugia Ravenna, 3-0, another match which is yeah. There is no uh, need to uh, to speak about it a lot. Uh, Padova against Modena, one to three, with another good performance for uh, Vettori, Karliček, etc., etc. And I believe that Padova is the team with the least uh, skills in the league, and I'm going to almost sure that they will be the team who is going to be relegated in the end of the season. I believe now Cisterna is the last team, but I believe that they have more. Um, uh, more chances to uh, to get uh, a, a little bit uh, uh, in the in the middle of the table. Verona Cisterna three to two, uh, Monza Trentino. This is the biggest surprise and maybe the most interesting match of the of the round with uh, three two for Monza with again amazing uh, Adis Lagumgia, the the young Turkish opposite with. Uh, Unbelievable, Marco Sedlacek in the tiebreak with uh, only 10 points, but MVP of the match, which is very 
rare occasion, I believe, also in volleyball. And Savibo against uh, Piacenza 1-3 with uh, this roller coaster performance by Piacenza. And now I'm going to 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 ask you to to talk about this match between Monza and Trentino. And we are actually reaching our uh, uh, our question in the in the thumbnail of the of the podcast. Why is Trentino struggling? Yeah, um, there are similarities in the two defeat for Trento against uh, Perugia and Monza. Uh, Trento started strong in both games, even against uh, Monza. They comfortably won the first set. And then they fell into this black hole. That suddenly, uh, they can't connect. Uh, um, the reception went down uh, pretty badly. And they... Some opinionists... Uh, put uh, Gianelli under the spotlight after those those two matches, um, underline the fact that he's playing too much with Abdelaziz, and that makes the plays predictable. But I can't totally blame the setter <laughs> for three reasons. Um, Nimir is a scoring machine. He's playing on an unbelievable level. In this match against Monza, he scored 32 points with uh, six aces. Uh, he has the highest attacking percentage of all the opposite in the league and among all opposite and outside speaker, 60%. Uh, to draw a comparison, Lial and Juan Torreni are 56 and Lyon 51. So the, the level he's playing is incredible and you have to feed him if, uh, if constantly uh, making points. Um, the second reason I can't blame Janelle is because uh, Trent reception has been terrible is the second lowest in the entire league. And Gianelli had to run all around the court to try to, to, to get the ball in the air and to have some, some set. And the third reason is no other player than Nimir uh, is so consistent uh, all along the, the game. Uh, it's, it's difficult to find that solution when uh, you can count uh, on Koi, maybe for in the third and the fourth set, with Lucarelli just in the third, the two sets, and uh, the the middle blockers, don't forget that Liznat is still recovering, is um, gradually getting better, but it's not the level of Liznat we've used to see in the past uh, two years, especially especially in Trento. And with Monza, all these flows uh, came out at uh, at once, but it was a surprising defeat. Um, President Mosna after the loss to Perugia, uh, wrote a post on Facebook uh, asking for time uh, to trust the process, uh, to underline you, you don't win championship in October. After the, the loss to Monza, um, he has an interview with a local newspaper and uh, was asked about that defeat, how he feels about it. And I'm quoting, he says, the defeat is inexplicable, period. I'm not saying anything more because I actually don't know what to say. And that's exactly the feeling. You, you, it's difficult to explain those kind of defeats because I think that even for Lorenzetti, it would be better if the team played bad from the first set to the last. So they played a bad match, so you know you don't deserve the win. But with all these roller coaster up and downs along, uh, along the games, it's difficult to find out where the problem lays. There are some circumstances that may have affected the, the development of the team. As we pointed out many times, 
five out of seven uh, players in the starting lineup are, um, are new. We said about Lisnath, but also Lucarelli had physical problems. And then with the loss of his dad, he's probably uh, recovering also from this emotional, uh, emotional heat. Uh, Trento probably had also the, one of the toughest sch schedule for the first uh, six, seven uh, rounds uh, of the league. Uh, in addition, they had to play the two rounds of the preliminary group for the Champions League. So they had to play a lot of games in a short period, which means you don't have time to practice a lot. You have to find solution during the game. And that is something that is, is difficult, especially with the new team. But this can't be excuses. I mean, Trent is a team built to win titles. Uh, not to fight for a point against Monza, uh, with all the respect to Holt and company, uh, whose win was more than legit. Uh, I, 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 I hope I have an answer to the question, why is Trentino struggling? But <laughs> no one actually has that, as, as far as I know. It's, it's, it's not that um, transparent for now. Uh, uh, some thoughts from myself. Um, Firstly, uh, I like I like saying that I hate tiebreak matches because I can't analyze them. It, when the yeah. matches when the matches uh, has finished uh, three to two with seventeen to fifteen in the last set, how how you how you are able to analyze it uh, properly when it's only two points difference? It's it's one it's it's just one mistake error at the end. Okay, uh, but uh, let's leave that aside. The other thing I, I would like to get into a role of a coach. The other team is playing like Milano from their last season. And I believe that, that the case against Verona in the, in the loss uh, the, uh, at Palatrento was very similar to my thoughts now that, okay, they have Nimir, but leave Nimir aside. He can score. Of course, leave him aside doesn't mean leave him on a single or no block, of course. This means that in the, in the, in the, in the most... Um, uh, uh, in the situations where uh, are more uh, which are more complicated, you concentrate more on four and center four. So you're, you're playing, uh, let's say, on a half of a net. Uh, okay, not half of a net, but uh, not two three two thirds of the net. So so you concentrate on uh, center pipe and four. Leave leave him your side. Let him score. He can win. He, he he's not able to win a match alone. I, 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 I really believe that, that one player, even the, even the opposite, is not able to win a match alone. So leave him aside, Agreed. let him score. But we're going to stop the, the two outside hitters. We're going to stop the uh, middle blockers. The middle blockers, and that's all. We were going to win the match, maybe in five sets, but we're going to do it. And that was actually the case in the, uh, in the, in the, in the match between uh, Monza and Trentino, even though I believe that Sedlacek scored two kill blocks exactly against, uh, against uh, Mimir, yeah. but at least one of them, I'm absolutely sure that it was a single block. So this is, uh, I, I'm not saying this, uh, this is a proof for my case, but I believe that this, this could be a possible tactics against, against Trento, at least for now, when Koi and especially Ukarelia are not playing that well. Uh, I mean, it's incredible to see. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he, here's the moment maybe to talk about also against the, uh, for the match against uh, Dinamo in the Champions League. But uh, yeah, please. No, I mean it's incredible to say, but Trento is missing Micheletto 
a lot because uh, it could have um, uh, Sabine for Lucarelli, especially for the receiving job and uh, getting some relief during the game, getting the time to cool down and to focus uh, on the attack. Um, Trento, if the two outside speakers, Coyle and Lucarelli, are not working pretty well, doesn't have solution on the bench because Sosa Sierra is an explosive player, but you can't ask him to replace for the entire game uh, one of those two superstars. So even Janelli, as I said before, at a certain point doesn't know who to trust <laughs> because uh, if you see the if you watch the match or even the highlights, you may see they do very stupid mistakes. I mean, Koi. Uh, has one of his best shots is a diagonal in the third, uh, the first third of the gate of the of the opposite court when he's attacking, and he's sent off, sent out a couple of those. Even I, I'm not saying without a block, but even with the the chances to do something different. But he was trying to do that shot, and that were two killing breaks for uh, break points for uh, for Monza and and Trento lost. I think it was the yeah, the second set where they were fighting uh, point to point and, and they went ahead. And then Sedracek uh, ch completely changed the game because Lanza, which was the, starter, the, the starting outside speaker, played decently in the first set on the service, which is something, how can you say, uh, pretty surprising about Lanza, which in Italy is a little bit known for sending most of his serve into the net rather than in the opposite, uh, this opposite uh, half of the court. Uh, and then uh, Eckel, which is the guy who uh, substitutes Soli on Monza's batch, sent in Selacek, and as you said, he played a, a wonderful end of the fourth, fourth set and uh, even better tiebreak. Uh, to talk about the second preliminary round and the game about, against uh, um, Dinamo Mosca, at the end of the game, I thought, that's the trend I want to say. I want to watch the plane like that. I know that Moscow without Sokolov, Sokolov was not in the game. And uh, we don't know why. Do, do, do you know why? Do you know why he was uh, not playing? I, do you have any information? Yeah, I heard he had the back issues. And so with his back, and uh, so he, he couldn't play. Uh, both games, even the one, even the first game against the Linda and Hamrisville, but we thought that uh, uh, Mosca coach was saving him for the game against Trento and didn't play against them either. Um, uh, yeah, um, even if Dinamo Mosca was not the best, Trento played a game that was close to perfection uh, for Lorenzetti ideas of volleyball. Uh, they serving uh, very strong from the first ball uh, to the last, and Dimir was unstoppable. He ended up with 22 points, 60% uh, in attacking, uh, four aces, three blocks. Was uh, the the opposite uh, the opposite middle blocker didn't caught in once, and Trent has just I think one or two mistakes in attack, and uh, Koi finally played uh, a good game from the start to the end. And also Lucarelli, uh, who Gianelli uh, set him just six times in attack, 
but the Lucarelli scored uh, four points and it was more consistent, more reliable uh, than the other matches. And also the two Serbian in the middle, uh, Lizinac and, and Podrashanin, uh, were pre pre pretty reliable. So Trento did a very good job as a team, still relying on Abdelaziz's uh, power at serving and, uh, and attacking. They, they gave no chance to Dinamo Mosca in the entire, the entire match. It ended up in 69 minutes. So Dinamo never reached the 20s in any of the 30, 33 sets. I hope that they will transport this kind of volleyball also in the, in the league to start uh, climbing up the, the ranking. Uh, let's say that the, the next match of Trentino is, uh, is against Cisterna. Cisterna is a guest and then they are playing against Vibo Valencia and Milano. Milano. So, and so let's see. Let's let's see if uh, this win against uh, Dinamo Moscow in the in the Champions League and they enter the group phase is going to be indicative. Uh, let's yeah. have. A... Of course, they won also the game the day after against the the Swiss yeah. side of yeah, the. But... but it was a game just in the first set. Loretti played the starting lineup just in the first set. Uh, Abdelaziz hasn't received a single. A single ball from Gianelli. Abdelaziz ended up uh, the first set with one point, which is a block. He never attacked. Uh, <laughs> so from the second sets ahead, uh, the rest of the played the substitutes. Maybe, in. maybe, so, the, maybe they need those matches. No, no sets to no sets to to Abdelaziz. Let's let's see how they are, how the other are yeah, going to play. Exactly, and Lucarelli has said pretty well. Uh, the the opposite were, wasn't. I think that Amrisville wouldn't play but in this the is, Italian league. But this is a Swiss team with a hole which uh, roof is so low that uh, yeah, I don't believe this this roof is is normal for playing uh, uh, volleyball on such a high level. I I thought the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's too low a roof. So I believe that uh, yeah, not a not roof but a ceiling. A roof is a. Another ceiling. thing, yeah, ceiling. Roof is a side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roof is on the top of the ceiling, so yeah, ceiling. The ceiling, the ceiling was very low, and uh, it reminds me of Bulgarian holes. Some, some of them at least. Okay, uh, the ranking. Uh, we have Perugia leading with 21 points, uh, with uh, Lube 20, Milano 14. Then we have Vibo, Verona, Piacenza, Monza, Trentino, Ravenna, Padova, and Cisterna on the last with Stella. both teams with four points. Uh, my question to you is, uh, what do you think about this table? We have seven rounds, which is a little bit, I mean, it's a little bit rep representative uh, so far. So it's, it's, a, it's a good, good sample of matches. Uh, at least now it, we have a very congested table with almost everyone can, almost everyone can win against everyone. Yeah, it's a fl very fluid uh, situation. I mean, from Milano, which is third, to let's say Ravenna, uh, there are eight points, and there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams, eight teams in eight points. And uh, as we see, a tiebreak could have changed and make the distance uh, even uh, even less, uh, even smaller. Uh, I think that this is a, a fortune for Trento, as I can say. Because with a couple of wins, if they get a streak or three, four wins, they could climb the the, the ranking pr pretty fast. But uh, at the same time, it would be pretty interesting to to see 
uh, at the end of the first um, in Italy we we call it andata when you play all the game against uh, when you when you played uh, every team I don't know to, how they call it in English the the first round the first leg of the yeah, something like the, 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 yeah, something like that. In German, there is also a term for this, but I'm not sure if they if they have this in English also. Yeah, but in the in four matches, they would have played one against each other at least once. And I, I think that uh, at the moment, a part of uh, Vibo that we see then with 10 points, maybe one uh, of, um, of the best surprised. I'm surprised by, by Ravenna. It's true that they only have six points, but they lost three games uh, uh, in the tiebreak. So they fought against uh, 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 every team they met. They met uh, pretty pretty well. Uh, they won also one one game by three nil, and I expected them to be actually the at the bottom of the of the table because they're they're a young team. Um, so even if uh, a team that like them that uh, at the beginning of the season uh, was uh, was indicated by almost everyone like the one that probably would have fought Padova not to to be relegated could uh, uh, take away points from other team one of the tiebreak that Ravenna lost was against Lube so if even the smallest team could take uh, take away points from to to the big except maybe the big two uh, Perugia and Lube, and that for Ravenna was just a, casu- a casualty in the in the, the big games. four turned yeah. into big two. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's that's summed up. It's sh- pretty, shrinking. Pretty, pretty. Uh, even if if Bodena beats Trento in the in the game that should that have been postponed for the fifth round, and uh, the next round is Modena against Lube. So if Modena wants the, the two games. It goes just two points from uh, from Lube, so it could be the three horse races, the three horses races that uh, that we call it at the beginning, but with Modena instead of uh, of Trentino. Do, do you believe see. that? Do you believe that Modena can win against Lube? No, uh, honestly, <laughs> but Vettori uh, has been on fire in the past two two games. Uh, Taking away uh, Abdelazid has been the best opposite in the past two rounds. Uh, his attacking was uh, 63 and 58. If I don't get wrong, that for an opposite are very good, uh, very good digits. Uh, so maybe I don't know. They're playing Palapanini, but with the the COVID situation, the, there will be a empty Palapanini. If there will be a uh, uh, sold out Palapanini in Modena. More than I did, a little more of, of a push from the from the fans and could have done it, but I think the Lube will win at the end. Okay, now it's time for volley, volleyball lessons in Italian. This time we are you you, you don't have uh, this example from the Polish from the Polish colleague because there was no Polish podcast due to the fact that there are very very few matches played in Poland. So so now it's your turn to. Uh, to invent <laughs> the uh, three words. Yeah, uh, well, for, today, for today's three words, I decided to follow the stages of a rally. So we start <laughs> from the serve, which is battuta in Italiano, in Italian, of course. Then we have the reception, 
which is ricezione in italiano, and then the set would, could be either palleggio or alzata. Uh, and so then the rally will go on and we will see the next three. Yeah, the next three will do that. <laughs> so, next yeah. and, uh, Battuta, ricezione, ricezione and alzata or palleggio. Palleggio, yes. Uh, and we're going to have the next three in the, in the next podcast, uh, which will take place after the 10th round, which is, I believe, 15th of November. Uh, yes, this is after two, two weeks. Again, three rounds are going to be played. Uh, so, Nicola, thank you. Thank you for all the spectators for watching us in YouTube. I hope that you also had listened to us in Spotify, Google Post Podcasts, and the other platforms. Uh, we are in already for two, three weeks, approximately. Uh, you can also follow the pages of Volleyball Explained uh, wherever in YouTube and uh, in uh, Facebook of Pilole di Volley in Facebook and Twitter. And also to Cuban Spike, even though uh, Ronnie is not here uh, this time in YouTube and in Facebook as well. Thank you for watching and uh, watch Italian Volleyball and watch and listen to Volleyball Explained. And uh, enjoy the statistics of Pilole di Volley. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Till next time.